So we bring awareness to the present moment, the beginning of the day, gathering here in the shrine room, bowing, chanting, recollecting the refuges, the qualities of the Buddha Dhamma Sangha, contemplating the teachings, the teachings of the Buddha, pointing to the truth, to the Dhamma. pointing in a very direct way to the experience of being human. Pointing also to the way that we can be liberated from struggle, from suffering, through understanding. the world of conditions, dependence, things arising dependent on something else. All of us are here because of other things, other factors. Conception, birth, these things that we can study intellectually, but for most of us we have no no recollection of our coming into being in this form. It's part of nature. The Buddha points to the world of conditions and also about the unconditioned, that which is beyond birth and death, that which has always been and always will be. When the Buddha talked about the Dhamma, this truth that he had uh, discerned as a result of his striving, he described it as a pathway through a dense forest that had become completely overgrown completely covered over with uh, weeds, vegetation. And what his enlightenment meant was a, a clearing of the way, a clearing of the obstacles, a clearing of this pathway that had always been, always will be. He cleared the pathway that had become obscured, lost, 
and having cleared it, he pointed it out, showed people where to look. Those who were interested, those who could understand, who could appreciate this possibility. So the Dhamma is described as a, a lamp, a lamp pointing out a pathway. Pathway, the truth is also the word Dhamma, and then the teachings that point, that direct, they're also called Dhamma, the truth, pointing to the truth. So both a pathway and a, a lamp, a light, showing the way, showing the way through the, through the forest, the jungle. The Buddha doesn't actually say very much about the truth. You know, when we contemplate the, the chanting that we do, you know, the Dhamma, Sanditiko, Akaliko, Ehipasiko, Opanaiko, Pachatangwedita, Bogim, Winyuhi. So Sanditiko, it's apparent here and now, it's, it's everywhere. It's something that we can, we can, um, no, at, at, at any moment, we can we can turn to it. We can align ourselves with it. It's everywhere. Yeah. Here at Amarawati, also at Milntium in Scotland, Africa, Antarctica, Iceland, Poland, China, everywhere, outer space. <laughs> Dharma is Sanditiko apparent here and now. Akaliko. Not, not bound in time. So, 2,500 years ago in northeastern India, this is when the Buddha first discovered this pathway, first cleared this pathway. This truth, this reality that he discerned. And it's just as just as potent, just as relevant now. In Britain, twenty first century. So this truth, it's a timeless, timeless truth. It's here now. And will also be for future generations, our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, our great-great-great-great-grandchildren. Yeah. They will all have access to this truth, this Dhamma. Ehipasiko, inviting. Ehi means come, pasiko means look, come and have a look. This is something that each one of us can can take an interest in, can can explore. Mm. 
<coughs> inviting, encouraging investigation. Yes, it's good. It's, it, 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 you'll find it helpful. It'll, it'll make you happy. It'll make your life easier. And come and have a look. And you might think old age, sickness, death, sorrow, lamentation, pain, grief, and despair. I, I want to get away from these things. Yeah. And, and many people spend their whole lives trying to get away from these things. But those of us who are interested, is an invitation. You know, come, look. It's here, right in front of us. It's also described as Kalyana. It's, it's beautiful, it's delightful. It's good, it's totally, totally good, totally beneficial. Ehipasiko, come and have a look. Oponaiko, Leading inwards. This is also translated as leading onwards. So inwards or onwards. Both slightly different meanings, but both equally pertinent. Leading inwards, we... Investigate, study, observe through our own experience. You know, through our own mind, we can investigate you know, our inner responses to life, the struggles, and the, the dukkha that we experience. Dukkha is something that we need to investigate in order to understand, in order to be liberated. We need to investigate to see the causes, the, the desires, the attachment, the clinging to all those different kinds of wanting. The encouragement to, to let go of that wanting. It's an internal practice, very private, very personal. but something that we can experience directly. That we can taste, that we can experience, that we can know for ourselves. Even the Buddha can't give it to us, but the Buddha points the way, encourages us to investigate, to find out for ourselves. Using our innate, innate capacity, our innate, our innate wisdom to investigate, to find out. Once we begin to um, experience this for ourselves, to actually know for ourselves, uh, to realize for ourselves these truths. There's a kind of confidence, there's a kind of authority. This is quite different from uh, the authority of having studied a lot academically, say, getting degrees, PhDs, uh, distinctions of one kind or another, mm. prizes for our um, capacity to 
to to teach, to understand, to um, so on, honorary degrees in this and that. We, we, that brings a kind of confidence. I don't have lots of honorary degrees. I don't even have a PhD. Um, but I have a suspicion that even with lots and lots of PhDs and honorary degrees, those who have them will also have a sense that this isn't it. It's it's nice. It's it's great to be honoured in this way, but it's not it's not it. Whereas those of you who've experienced for yourself letting go, the peace that comes from letting go in this moment, just coming into the present, letting go of the struggle, the desire for what one thing or another. Being the best carrot chopper or the most brilliant debater, who cares? When we let go, that's where we find peace. That's where we find that deep sense of freedom. Then we know, yeah, this is it. So over these days, I I hope very much that each one of you will have a moment of understanding, letting go. It might be over something very, very small, apparently trivial, you know, on a worldly level. But in terms of, of Dhamma, it's immense, it's vast. It's a step on the path, a step towards freedom. And even just letting go of the uh, leaning into the future, you know, that moment when we just think, I can't sit here another moment. When's she going to ring the bell? For goodness sake, isn't it? Surely it's time to ring the bell. And I'm just thinking, who cares? It's okay. I can bear this. It's not going to kill me. Another moment, another breath. I can enjoy this. This moment. And it's okay if she never rings the bell. (laughs) I can endure. I can bear it. So these little moments of letting go, these little moments of dropping into that peacefulness, that profound peace, these are moments to be treasured, to be celebrated. But please don't try to recreate them, because it's a moment that has arisen. Arisen, it's a moment that will cease. We move on to the next moment. Each moment is fresh. Each insight is fresh, is new. So we celebrate them and we move on to the next moment. Just like the Dhamma moves on 
continuously, relentlessly. The passage of time is something we can't, we can't do anything about, other than to simply be with it, to, like a dance, to dance with it, dance with the Dhamma. One moment, the next moment, the next moment. Some moments delightful, wonderful, delicious. Some moments truly horrible, ghastly, depressing, dreadful. But we can dance with those too, when we let go of the struggle for things to be otherwise. When we're fully present, when we let go of the desire for things to be otherwise, even in the midst of the most disastrous, impossible, terrible situations, we can find a peacefulness. We can discern a peacefulness. The attuning to Dhamma, that refuge from where there is the knowing, the response, the perfect response, the Buddha knowing the Dhamma, the capacity to respond with perfect wisdom, perfect understanding, perfect compassion. There's a lovely phrase in the chanting, the Buddha, absolutely pure, with ocean-like compassion. Ocean is pretty vast, pretty deep, vast expanse of, of water, unfathomable. And the compassion of the Buddha is like that. Ocean-like compassion. And each one of us has the capacity for that. Once we begin to clear away all the obstructions, all of the incorrect ways of seeing things that we've accumulated over lifetimes, that little by little, we begin to observe, we begin to notice, we begin to understand, and we find the way of letting go, clearing the path. So it begins here, it begins now, with this moment just as it is. How is it right now? And the response, this is how it is. <laughs> <laughs>